if you want to experience supernatural intervention of God, you must abide in Christ. And one of the ways we do that is when we're overwhelmed by God, when we understand how great He is. You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm. This morning, I want to actually, we're going to begin a three-part series, a brand new one. It's, going to, it's called Live Generously, okay? And I believe that generosity often is going to unlock the God's potential He's put in your heart. So if you guys don't mind, just bow our heads for a few minutes. I just want to pray for us, and then we'll get into the message. Um, God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We admit um, the fact that we are weak to understand your precepts and your truths, and oftentimes they fall on deaf ears. So God, I ask that your Holy Spirit this morning would awaken within us the energy and the stamina to listen to the word that you have to say to us, that the word that you will speak to us through the text would fall on good soil and that it would produce much fruit. God, we pray that we would be faithful in small so you can put us over much. And God, I pray that even as um, my, um, that, I, that I attempt, God, to speak today, you would speak through me and that your Holy Spirit would uh, cut to the depths of our heart to show us the idolatry that's inside and that, God, we would meet with your gospel of your son, Jesus, that would essentially give us a hope that even though we're not good, he is good and he carries our imperfections as he did on the cross. And so, God, we devote this message about generosity to you and we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. So, live generously. It's going to be a brand new sermon series we're going to start today and the topic of my message is generosity is the new currency. Turn to your neighbor and say, generosity is the new currency. Okay. Now, honestly, don't you guys love it when you get stuff? Right? We love getting stuff. Like, like w- w- think of the time when somebody gave you a gift. Somebody gave you, who's ever gotten a gift card before from anybody? A couple of you guys. Isn't it awesome to get stuff? Like, when, you, when somebody gives you something unexpectedly, like you weren't even expecting it, it's pretty cool, right? Now, let me ask you a question. How many of you guys have ever experienced being in a drive-thru, maybe in a restaurant, fast food, maybe Starbucks, and somebody um, in front of you paid for your meal or your drink? Who's ever experienced that? A few of you guys, right? Isn't that cool? Like you come to the window, and Victoria and I have experiences, we come to the window and they're like, don't worry about it, you don't have to pay for this. And we're like, what, how? And they're like, the driver in front of you basically paid for you, right? It, it's, um, it's kind of a, um, a, a generosity, uh, a wave that's happening in the United States. I, I, I've seen that happen before. And I love what Winston Churchill said. Winston Churchill said this, he said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. And so I believe the Bible was honestly true when it said that it's better to give than to receive. And so we all love getting stuff. We love it when people give us attention, when they give us things, when they give us gifts, right? Like, we all love that. And I uh, precisely remember one moment of generosity that, that changed my life forever. 
And I want to tell you about it today. And I think that all of us might have had these kinds of moments. And that's why I believe that when we begin to be generous in every area of our life, our life begins to change. And there's a wake of generosity that begins to happen among us. So this happened like a few, like probably four or five years ago. I just transitioned into a new job. I transitioned into a new office, into a new city. And, um, and it was basically, I had to go to work, and it was my birthday. It was my birthday, and I was at work. I have no qualms about that. A lot of people are like, man, why don't you work on your birthday? I'm like, dude, I love work. Like, I'll work all day long. Like, it's fine. And so I'm in this new job. I'm kind of like still figuring stuff out. It's, I'm in a brand new office. And then um, my office is like right here, and I can kind of see the door like this. I'm sitting there kind of wrapped up in my computer, getting situated with everything. And then I look out the window and I see these like, I see like this like pictures of like, the, I see like balloons and, and, and coming through the door. And I'm like thinking, what are these balloons doing? Like it, it could not be for me because I'm the type of person, I don't know why, I just feel like often I'm so generous myself all the time and I don't get anything. Like it's stuff that happens in the movies. Like, so I'm looking and I'm seeing these people walk in with like balloons and they have a gift in their hand. And I'm like, God, it cannot be for me. And then as the balloons kind of part ways, I see these two beautiful, shining, smiling faces. And it's my mother-in-law and my, my sister-in-law. And they're coming towards me. And I'm like, and I'm melting at that moment. I'm like, oh my goodness, they're giving me presents on my birthday. And this was such an incredible act of generosity that I was not expecting at all. Not that they are not generous, but I just wasn't expecting that to happen at that moment, right? And they gave me these like beautiful balloons and I think there were some flowers. And then the coolest thing they gave me was my favorite cologne. They gave me my favorite cologne. Like, can you imagine to have people in your life who know what your favorite cologne is, it's awesome. It's great. And I ne- they might have even forgotten that they did that, but I remember it. And this is the thing. Because of somebody's generosity, because somebody went out of their way to do something for another person, they changed that person's life forever. And so here is what I want to tell you guys about generosity. That generosity... Not only has the, not only does it have the ability, not only, okay, generosity not only has shelf life, but it has the ability to shape life. It not only has shelf life, it has the ability to shape life. And so do not ever underestimate your act of generosity and how it will change a person's life around you. And so we, we love it when, when, when we experience generosity. And here's what I want to say, that when we begin this sermon series, generosity begets generosity. When you become generous with people in your life, other people become generous as well. So when you live a generous life, you'll see a generous culture develop in your wake. And honestly, I would say beyond even the church, right, beyond even following Jesus, I think generosity makes for a good life in business, at work, in your career, with your spouse, with your kids, with everybody. Everybody loves generosity. And we as Christians should be known for our generosity. So I want to read a text with you. If you have your Bibles, open it to Luke chapter 6, verse 38. And I'm going to have it here in the text as well, on the screen. And this is Jesus talking. 
And I want to prove to you guys that generosity is the new currency where Jesus is king. So here's what Jesus said. Jesus said this. He said, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put in your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. This is another translation in how it says the same verse. It says, give away your life. You'll find life given back. But not merely given back. Given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting is the way. Generosity begets generosity. So what Jesus is saying is, if you give of your life fully, people, to people in your life, to your family, to your work, everything. He says, good, how am I going to give it back to you? He said, good measure, okay, which means a lot, pressed down, shaken together, running over. That, my friends, is excess. If you give an excess, you will get an excess. If you give barely anything, you will get barely anything. This is a biblical principle. And so here's what this means. Um, our relationship to God will always show up in our relationships to others, to wealth, to material possessions, and to money. So, um, have you ever gone to a grocery store? Anybody? A couple of you guys? And um, you know when you go into a grocery store and you walk into the, to the aisle where they sell all the chips? It's like such an amazing aisle, right? There's like all sorts of chips. Like you don't even think they made these kinds of chips, but they do, Right? And so you walk into the chip aisle, and like when you walk in there, you have these, you have these lofty dreams that these, that these chips will deliver, right? Because they're so beautiful, and you know, you have the large bags, and you have the extra large bags, and like if you're really having the munchies that day, you'll get the large bag, and like you, you read the contents on the, in the bag, and you were like, these chips are going to make my night. And so you buy these chips, you are with your friends, and you put them on the little uh, wheel deal uh, thing, that, the belt that rolls it to the cashier, and you, you're coming out with these chips, these bags of chips, and you're so excited about it. And then you get into your car, right, because those chips are not going to make it home. Like, let's be honest. Um, we don't Instagram and Snapchat those moments, right? We do it only when we're working out. Um, so you take these chips, and you open them up. And what happens? What's inside? Air, exactly. So these chips that promised you so much, these chips are full of air and lies. They're full of air and lies. And the problem is, you, you, at first, you're like, you open the bag, you're like, it smells so good, but then you look into it, and there's so much air, and there's barely any chips at the bottom, and there's even air between the chips that are there. We've all had this experience, right? All of us had, had this happen to us. It's very disappointing to experience this. This is the thing. When you live with Jesus and you give generously, Jesus is not like these chips in the grocery store aisle. 
Jesus promises that he will give you in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Okay? That's what Jesus promises to us. So, you might be wondering, what in the world is this text talking about? What is good measure? What do you mean pressed down? What do you mean shaken together? What do you mean running over? So here's what happened. In the day of Jesus, okay, um, it was a very much agrarian society. People farmed for a living, right? So you would go to the marketplace, okay? Some of you guys go to farmer's markets. Imagine you go to farmer's market, right? So people would go to a market, and let's say they're trying to buy a corn or seed, okay? And so the people who are buying from the merchants, they would come with a bucket, and it would give it to the merchant and say, hey, this is the amount of corn I want. Fill my bucket up. And so the merchant who's selling it would say, okay, no problem. He would fill the bucket with the corn, and he would give it back to the person. Now, the person buying that corn, he'd be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're not done with this transaction yet. They would take the bucket, and here's what they would do. The first thing, they would press it down. So they would stomp on it. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Why do you think they're stomping on it? Yeah, the air, get rid of that, get, it, get rid of the air and lies, right? So they would stomp the corn down because you all know how it works. Like the more you stomp it down, the more it can fit in the bucket, right? Now, these people were super smart. They didn't just stomp it down because when you stomp it down, there's a whole bunch of more space you can fill up, right? After they stomp it down, they would shake it together. So they would do it like this kind of thing with the bucket, right? And guess what happens? The corn that's up there, it would fall even more. So basically, you can get so much corn into that bucket, the person didn't even know about it. So Jesus is trying to make a point and saying, when you're generous, I'm going to give you what the people at the marketplace experience when they get corn. It's going to be in good measure, a lot, pressed down, shaken together, rolling over. What does the rolling over part mean? What would mean is that when a, the market would experience this and the person would get it, so they have this bucket, okay, they stomped it down like crazy. They shook it, and that means that all the dust particles would fall, so there's no air there, right? What it means is when it's rolling over, it means that they bought so much, and they got so much, it doesn't fit in their bucket, they have to fill their pockets with it, Right? That's basically how much it is. It's, it's, it's a really good amount. That's what Jesus is trying to, uh, to, to share with us. And so here's the thing. Um, if, you're a, um, if you're a generous giver, God may in fact be generous to you. And so this is, this is the way that I look at it. Have, have, has anyone ever gotten frozen yogurt? Frozen yogurt, right? Now... I can see by your faces, some of you guys are professionals at getting that frozen yogurt and getting that air out of the little cup that they give you. So when Victoria and I go get frozen yogurt, I become like, I'd, I'm rather a professional at this. So what I do is when I click the thing and it's like going down, I, I make sure like it's there. And then what I do is like, I'll like, I'll like, I'll stomp it down by hitting the little thing against the metal part. So all of it can kind of flatten out and fall because I want to get layers and layers and layers and layers. And that's not even me going into the toppings area. So when I go into the toppings area, sometimes my wife, Victoria, she's so impressed with me that she's like, how in the world did you fit so much in? And I'm like, because I'm a person of excess. I like it. 
I like good measure. I like it to be pressed down. I like it to be shaken together. I like for it to be rolling over. That's what I like. And I was thinking to myself, man, is there a, a, a biblical argument for me loving excess? And I'm glad I found this text. I love excess. And there's nothing wrong with loving excess. So like this one place we go to um, for this, this, this restaurant area, like they give you these little... Um, these little cups, and inside of the cups, there's like these amazing corn nuts, the best corn nuts you've ever tasted. This is not grocery store stuff. And whenever I go there, and the corn nuts are not on the table, you better believe I let the people know about my corn nuts. And I'm like, I'd like some corn nuts, please. And they're like, yeah, sure, no problem. Because they kind of are assuming that, oh, I might forget. But they don't understand that I want it in good measure, pressed down, shaken together, rolling over. That's the kind of stuff I like. Are you guys tracking with me? Yes? Good. So here's the thing. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, it'll be put into your lap. So here's what happens, okay? If you're thinking of in your life and you're like, yeah, God, I feel like I'm not being generous. I want to become generous with the people in my life. Here's what's going to happen. The result of your generosity is that God will give you in good measure, okay, not meagerly, but in excess, okay, first of all. Second is going to be pressed down, which means the container you have, it'll be filled to the top. Shaken, which means the grain will settle and will fill the container even more fully, and it's going to be um, uh, running over so that a rounded heap will form at the top. God promises that if you measure out to people generously, he will measure out to you generously every part of your life. And I will say that God richly blesses generous behavior. Generosity is the new currency. We must embrace this. Mark chapter 4, verse 24 and 25 says this, With the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And still more will be added to you. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. I want to take it a step further. Okay? Measure here refers to the attitude with which the word of Jesus is being received. So I want to kind of pivot. Watch this, okay? So Jesus is saying, give to people in good measure. And you will get in good measure, right? But in this verse, Jesus is saying, the more you understand who I am, and the more God overwhelms who you are, the more God you experience in your life. Do you guys see what I'm saying? The more we understand God, it's almost like God will be in us, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, spilling over in excess. So it's not just giving it's getting God. It's, it's a completely different way of looking at it. So if, the, if we embrace Jesus' message of the kingdom in a rich and profound way, then still more will be added to you. So if you're here this morning, you're like, man, this is awesome. Generosity is the new currency. I want God to give me so much that it's pouring over. You must be overwhelmed by God. So when God takes residence in your heart, He gives you increased understanding and blessing. This is what happens. But friends, we must hunger and thirst for the presence of God. 
Because when we, be, when we begin to be generous, generosity begets generosity. I guarantee you, when you start being generous in any area of your life, people are going to look at you and they're going to be like, wow. This, like, I think there's a story about the fact that like, when somebody paid for somebody's drink in a Starbucks drive-thru, um, I think like, people were paying for each other. I think it was like a record three or four days. Continuously. Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Friends, this is like, this is not even a, Starbucks is not even a church. And these people get it. How much more do we need to understand it who have been given everything from, from Jesus? And so this is the great part about Jesus. But here is the paradox. The person who welcomes God's rule and presence will be given more of God's intended fruit. The one who depends on his own resources without receiving the word will lose even that which barely he even has. So Jesus is saying, if you don't have a lot and you don't give away everything you have, even though you don't have barely anything, God won't give you anything. He'll even take away the barely anything that you have. But if you give and you give, friends, you can never get tired of giving. Giving is something that's like contagious. So Jesus is essentially saying that if you love people like this, and if you practice generosity like this towards people, they will love you back, and they will love you back like this. Even people who are unbelievers or those who do not follow Jesus. That's the crazy part. So check this out. Okay. Good measure. How many of us want good measure in life? All of us, right? We want good measure. So Jesus is saying, if you practice radical generosity, when generosity is going to cost you something, when you have to give stuff away, what, here's what Jesus is going to do. He's going to give it to you in good measure, in excess, not meagerly. It's going to be pressed down, shaken together, running over. Jesus is saying, you will have so much blessing in your life, you won't know what to do with it. And guess what happens when you have so much blessing in your life? You want to give it away to people. Some of the happiest people I ever met are the most generous people. We must have stuff, but stuff should not have us. It's a completely different way of looking at at life. And here's what I want to say, that God doesn't just give to us. God wants to give through us. He doesn't just want to give to us, he wants to give through us. And so maybe you're here this morning, you're like, okay, I want to be generous, but I'm going through a very difficult moment in my life right now. It's hard for me to be generous. So here's what I recommend. Instead of praying to God and saying, God, help me go through this, your prayer should be, God, help me grow through this. We have to say, God, please help me go through this. I'm struggling. But maybe God's trying to teach you something. So instead of saying, God, let me go through this, we must say, God, let me grow through this. And so my question I want to ask you and me is this. What would happen if we as a church, forward church, embraced generosity as the new currency? What would happen if we began to live generously? What would happen if we understood that God would give to us measured out, pressed down, shaken together in good measure? 
You are listening to a message preached by Pastor Bogdan Kipko at Forward Church in Irvine, California. For more information about Forward Church, please visit forward.fm.